includes Mayor Rod Davies. Good morning, Mr. Mayor. Good morning, Vanessa. Also with us is Ken Helms, the Communications Director. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. And with us this morning is Lou Steinbrecher, who is our City Administrator. Good morning, Lou. Yeah, good morning, Vanessa. All right, we'll start with uh, Mayor Rod Davies on last night's City Council meeting. Yes, we started off the evening with a proclamation recognizing uh, October as a Domestic Violence Awareness, Awareness Month. And uh, we had a representative from WIRC uh, that uh, makes those presentations and raises public awareness about uh, domestic violence and uh, the services and resources that are available for people who uh, are experiencing those problems. I know that we have some resources in Monmouth, and if they need folks need to go out of town, Macomb has uh, services. Um, the um, uh, Alito also the has services up there in Galesburg at uh, uh, a number of agencies over there. So um, anyone who is experiencing domestic violence can certainly there are a lot of resources in the area, and I would encourage them to go seek out help if necessary. And the phone number to call is 309-837-5555. That is the domestic violence hotline for our local area. Remember, uh, now you have to dial a 309. Even if you live in Macomb, uh, you have to dial 309-837-5555. So keep that number in mind if someone you know or you love uh, needs immediate attention at any time of the day, by the way. That is a 24-hour hotline. Yes, it is. And those services are great. Uh, we've worked with a couple of those agencies in the past, and uh, they do good work. Okay, next on the list, Ken, uh, looks like you had a citizen inquiry. Yeah, we did. Uh, we actually had a group of citizens that came in uh, to address council. Uh, over the last oh, three council meetings that we've had, we've been discussing a potential golf cart ordinance, and that'd be the operation of golf carts and UTVs on uh, public streets. Um, last meeting it went up with a draft ordinance that had um oh outlined all the details to it what roads they could operate on those kind of things um that did not pass uh, it was a close vote but it did not pass um and then this time uh during the citizen inquiries we had some that came to uh, voice their support into it um unfortunately we hadn't heard about them before there was a uh, a vote that was on it but it is still always good to, you know, hear the input and things like that so council can uh, go and uh, kind of think about that stuff. Um, if any citizens ever do want to speak to council, at the start of every council meeting, we have a three-minute um, span uh, per person that wants to talk where they can, uh, you know, talk about their opinions, um, their different viewpoints on the things that council's talking about um, or the potential city policy is, that kind of thing. And then uh, that's a that's a good way. Yeah, it's got to be really fulfilling to know that you have the opportunity at every city council meeting that they can come and speak to you. That had to make you feel good last night to have folks in your community come and tell you about something that they support. Mm -hmm. yep. And then we had a uh, couple of representatives from Aramark, who uh, is the uh, food service uh, provider for events at uh, Monmouth College, and they uh, uh, made a request to the city council on, on behalf of the college to. Uh, uh, have the city create a new class 5 liquor license and this would be a license that would allow the sale of alcoholic beverages at uh, theater or various cultural events held on the campus uh, of, of Monmouth College. Uh, there was some discussion 
uh, on this and then uh, ultimately the council approved a motion authorizing the city attorney to prepare the uh, appropriate language for a change in the city's uh, ordinances uh, to create uh, this new class 5 license it would be just one license and then of course it would be uh, issued to uh, Monmouth College to allow them to to sell alcoholic beverages along with the uh, food at various uh, cultural events at uh, on the campus there at Monmouth College is there a specific number of things it's limited to for instance in uh, you know college football let's say it's your Michigan State Spartans you mm -hmm. can buy alcohol at the stadium uh, up until it, uh, I think the third quarter things like that yeah no I, I think they're not looking at sporting events at all these okay. would be um, various cultural events where it is known that that all people attending are um, of age okay and so it uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't involve the sporting events per se at all okay all right next up and then after that, we had the uh, building and zoning monthly report that Director Clark uh, gave council and uh, got a lot of new construction going on in Monmouth. Uh, it's kind of interesting to see. Uh, first up was the first United Methodist Church um, that they're building on East Broadway. Uh, they've kind of put up uh, all the sheeting on the roof and they're actually working on uh, internal plumbing now and uh, the HVAC system so that's coming along nicely it is that's that's a kind of a neat place just to drive by and see how big it is that they're uh, doing it and then with the geometry of the building um, the that steep roof uh, I don't envy those guys putting up the the sheeting on there but uh, and then the new park district building on North 11th Street is in the process of having the footings and the concrete and the uh, base plumbing done on that as well. So that's coming along nice. Uh, and then they've started doing groundwork and excavation uh, out at Fairway Foods on North 6th Street. Um, that is a company that partners with Fairway uh, called Scooters Coffee and they offer uh, drive up coffee services there. So that's what they've started constructing um, out there. And then uh, the former Vaughn Jewelers building, uh, that's a city-owned building uh, that we acquired uh, to kind of stabilize and bring into uh, positive economic development. And that has uh, started doing the uh, floor work on it. We've already completed the drywall, um, some plumbing, and electrical in there as well. So over the next couple months, that'll start finishing up, and then it'll start to get ready for um, any potential tenants that may want to rent it. Okay. Lou, uh, question for you as our, our city administrator, and you've been doing this uh, quite some time. Um, it, it, it's interesting because prior to COVID, you have economic development that's supposed to fill in holes and gaps of what people are leaving the community for, you know, uh, going to, say, a Galesburg or a Burlington. Uh, now, here we are during COVID and partially post-economic recovery of COVID, and we're kind of seeing duplication of some of the the... Uh, new development not that you guys are seeking that out but what do you think that trend I mean we had no coffee shops and now we're gonna have four or five again not something you guys uh, sought out to, to increase development on that potentially more grocery stores um, what what why the trend in that direction with the economy well I, I think that there's um, uh, probably just a uh, overall trend that was started uh, I think more so in urban areas prior to COVID and now are extending into smaller uh, communities, into rural areas of, of the country. Um, uh, clearly, um, drive-through coffee shops, you know, has been on the rise for 
some time, you know, prior to it actually arriving here in, in Monmouth. And, uh, and you're right. I mean, we did not um, uh, seek these uh, um, uh, businesses out. You know, we did not try to recruit them um, to, to the community. Um, there is obviously, I, I know in, in, in terms of high V they had actually um, negotiated the purchase of Shopco before we even knew, before they even contacted uh, the city. So, you know, th these are initiatives that are being based uh, by these uh, businesses uh, based on their own market research, and they obviously felt that there was uh, a strong enough market to, to make the investment here in, in the community. So uh, it's not as a result of anything that the city itself is directly doing. Well, yeah. as a matter of fact, I know that, uh, I apologize, Mr. Mayor, I know that you guys have been, or at least you've shared with me and others in the community, you're trying to find general merchandise, but COVID really has slowed that development down because you had to be de deemed essential. Is that accurate? Yeah, I think that's that's very accurate. And uh, also, uh, you, you know, for example, with Hy-Vee, I mean, we've when the city did their retail study, they they could see the the amount of retail leakage that was going to other communities, and and I think that's really sparked the interest of the grocery stores. And I think that's going to benefit all of them having three on 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 uh, essentially one intersection. So that that will certainly give shoppers a reason to come to Monmouth. They have three opportunities on one corner, and uh, I think uh, again we know that that one particular brand was was uh, a lot of leakage going over to Galesburg or Burlington or Macomb. And so I think that's what drove their interest in Monmouth. And uh, so we feel like in that case, we'll actually be growing the Monmouth market and providing more opportunities, uh, you know, to gather that shopper here and gather our share of that uh, revenue from the taxes and all the other things that go along with it. And so uh, those things are always positive. But, uh, yeah, they, you know, these decisions get made on based on retail studies. And, uh, um, you know, I, so far that's, uh, you know, when we added a third Casey's, I thought, gosh, that's going to hurt the others. And I talked to them about that. And they said, no, we, we feel very strongly that uh, based on what we know that we'll we'll grow the market and we'll do very well here and won't bother our other stores. And so far that's been the case. So uh, they seem to know what they're doing. And I think one of the uh, largest challenges we have in terms of trying to recruit uh, general merchandise uh, retailers is the uh, the growth of online shopping. Uh, Amazon is a great example. And even even Walmart is, is going more to online, online shopping. Uh, you know, when we reached out to them, they had indicated that their uh, their investment strategy really is not in brick and mortar buildings anymore and um and when you see those sh sort of uh, retail shopping trends you can you can see why it's it's going to be difficult uh, and a real challenge for us to to try to get a general merchandise store here in in the Monmouth community because they're just not retailers just aren't making those kinds of investments um for retail okay Ken? And then after that, we had the uh, Woodard and Curran monthly report that Director Jackson gave. Um, the County Highway Department actually completed seal coating on the 600 block in North D Street. Uh, some new sewer was installed there uh, earlier this summer. Uh, seal coating was a, a perfect um, oh, technique to do down in that area, and the Highway Department actually has all the material to do it because they do it... Uh, all throughout the county so uh, we kind of subcontracted that work out to them and uh, they did 
did a great job. So hopefully uh, we see more places in Monmouth where that might be a good fit to seal coat. Um, it's not on all the streets, but some streets it is. Um, it's a lot more affordable than uh, laying down concrete or uh, full asphalt, that kind of thing. Oh, that so, would be wonderful if we could get our roads improved. It was. Um, you know, funding's always a major issue when it comes to uh, the road repairs and things like that, and then the infrastructure underneath um, not being great makes it a real challenge. But when you can find small things, uh, like in this area where we're able to save some money by doing seal coating, and it's going to hold up uh, just the same same way because of the lower amount of traffic in that particular section um it's just it that's a good fit so um got to give uh director jackson some kudos for uh coming up with that and uh then advanced plumbing finished the uh repair and replacement of the water main in the thousand block uh, south second street uh, we had replaced uh, quite a bit of water main in that area uh, in the past and we're just waiting uh, to finish the rest of it. So now that they've got that done, uh, the Public Works Department's gonna line up a, a paving contractor to uh, lay uh, some more uh, road repair down there as well. And then lastly, uh, invitations uh, for bids on curbside garbage collection uh, were sent out in September and published in the local papers. Uh, the current collection contract actually expires on April 30th of next year. Uh, and given that a lot of times when these type of contracts come up and the bidders are bidding on it, that kind of thing, uh, they usually buy new equipment when they take on a contract mm -hmm. of this size, that kind of thing. And with that in consideration, uh, it's usually pretty long equipment procurement times, that kind of thing. So we like to get ahead of it, um, start getting it out there. Uh, so far, we've already had four uh, large garbage collection vendors uh, actually uh, come in, pick up bids, uh, bid packets, that kind of thing, and uh, intend to bid on it. The bids are due in City Hall by October 26th at uh, 3 p.m., and then be opened up and uh, ready for review uh, by City Council on there. And a reminder to folks, this is cleanup week as well. So it is. your regular garbage day, unless it was yesterday, is um, ready and uh, for big items to be put on the boulevard. It is. And with the new uh, garbage collection for the, the curbside that we have solicited, um, we have put in um, more additional stipulations uh, regarding customer service, um, missed pickup times, different things like that. Uh, one of the things that we have heard from citizens is uh, basically areas of improvement that we could get with um, vendors in the past and with the current vendors. So uh, we have uh, put those in, uh, so that's gonna be part of the bid. Okay. Then after that, uh, we had the uh, monthly report that Chief Rex wrote gave with the fire department. Uh, yes. A trainer from uh, Pierce Manufacturing who makes the new ladder truck that they got, uh, Tower 40, came down and trained all the firefighters on how to use it and all the additional features uh, that it does have. It it has some pretty fancy bells and whistles on it, so that'll be, uh, that'll be great for them. And they actually had the ladder truck parked outside of uh, City Hall, so council could see it, um, kind of see some of the functions of how it works um, how tall the ladder is that kind of thing um, ladder the ladder truck especially one that's got a 107 foot stick like that uh, it's really impressive to see fully deployed so uh, hopefully some people were driving down uh, around the square and got to see it um, out and deployed 
And then uh, Captain Kozad and Firefighter Carson participated in a Farm Safety Day event mm -hmm. that was organized by the uh, Warren Henderson Farm Bureau. Um, basically, uh, they were able to give a presentation to some fifth graders regarding uh, safety around the farm, that kind yes. of thing. Um, showed them how to use fire extinguishers, uh, things like that. So it it's always great mm -hmm. um, to work with kids that way, um, not only so they can get educated, but maybe they consider a career in the fire service when they yes. get older. We had Captain Kozad and uh, Chief Rexrode in last week, and got a. Uh, they do a good job of providing a great deal of information about the fire department. I think I sent you the um, mm -hmm. interviews on those. Yep. And then uh, the fire department also hosted a blood drive at the North Fire Station. Nice. Uh, blood drive was held in conjunction with uh, Eagle View Health uh, from Aquaca, and they had uh, about 19 units donated there. So that's that's something they do every year, um, once maybe twice a year, and it's just the firehouse provides a, a really good space to do that because you've got the truck bay where it's just absolutely huge and they're able to spread out and that kind of thing and then finally uh, the department was uh, awarded a grant from compere financial for about three thousand dollars they're going to use that to replace uh, some outdated uh, rope rescue equipment that they have um, they they had uh, quite a number of it around unfortunately that's one of the things that um, you can have perfectly good rope that's sitting there and it's got a date to it um, so it, there there always comes a time where they have to replace it so it, it's great that Compere uh, was able to come up with a grant uh, to fund that and Captain Armstrong actually had applied for the grant in August and uh, we just got notified of that okay so, good uh, the department's recently done a lot of training on uh, rope rescue, uh, whether it's, you know, high rope rescue or low rope rescue, which would be, um, you know, if there's a good gradient, you've got to pull a litter, um, that kind of thing up. Okay. Good to know. And um, we also uh, awarded a, um, a bid on some extrication equipment. And uh, Ken can probably talk to on that a little better. I think we received a grant from uh, uh, from the state earlier this year mm -hmm. i think it was for twenty five thousand dollars and uh so they received a couple of opportunities uh, to bid and make a decision and uh we uh, uh, uh picked the sandry fire supply as the low bidder and the bid was for twenty five thousand seven hundred fifty eight dollars so we covered the majority of that and this equipment was compatible with the rest of the equipment that they use for rescue and extrication and uh so uh, this was a good fit mm -hmm. yeah uh everybody on the uh, monmouth fire department has had some pretty advanced training when it comes to uh, extrication and they've had uh extricate extrication equipment for um a very long time uh it, since then there has been some improvements in technology uh the uh, equipment operates faster it can cut stronger um, that kind of thing they currently have tnt equipment um, extrication equipment is kind of like cars uh, there's a few different manufacturers that make it and they have some different technology in them some of them are electronic um, some of them use hydraulics that kind of thing um, and the department has always had really good luck with uh, TNT equipment. Um, they're one of the manufacturers that gives a lifetime warranty. If basically if they if they manage to break it, they will fix it for free. Okay. Um, and when you're looking at a uh, you know municipal budget that has limited funds, especially when it's grant funded things like that, that's a pretty big advantage um, to having it because they know they're not going to have much uh, 
recurring costs later on in the future. And they currently have TNT equipment, which means that the power unit, uh, you kind of think of it like the little generator, will work on both of them. So they have a little bit of redundancy and they have a, a backup unit as well. Okay. And then lastly, the City Council declared a 2002 Crown Victoria um, car that was actually a decommissioned uh, police cruiser. It was uh, given to the Public Works Department uh, for their use. It uh, finally has um, outlived its uh, useful life and is uh, experiencing mechanical problems. So the council, excuse me, the council did declare that as surplus property so that it could be uh, properly disposed of. Okay. Anything else anybody wants to add? Yeah. We, um, council also approved our trick-or-treat hours uh, for Halloween, and those will be um, on Sunday, October 31st, Halloween, from 5.30 to 8 p.m. And I think they're going to have an event, Ken, uh, mm -hmm. at the uh, North Fire Station uh, with the um, uh, uh, police department, fire department, I think some other agencies come together and have like a trunk or treat event out there, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, as of right now, they're still planning on uh, doing that. Of course, in, to, in today's, you know, environment when you're looking at COVID and different things like that, that's always something that's kind of open to flex uh, a little bit. But right now, they're still planning on doing that. And that'll be uh, starting to get advertised on the uh, city and the fire department Facebook pages and website uh, here in about the next week or so. Um, what that is, that's just an event where uh, the kids can come in safely. Um, they kind of set up a bunch of different spots around it so they can walk in a circle, stop by, uh, pick up candy, um, see some of the equipment that the fire department uses, that the police department uses. Um, usually we have the ambulance service and uh, some other different public service agencies uh, that just get in there. Provides a, a, a great opportunity to interact with the kids. And, of course, uh, they always have some uh, pretty cool costumes that they wear as well. Sounds like a good idea to me. Mm -hmm. Okay, gentlemen, anything else? I think we've covered most of it this time. Okay, appreciate you coming in. Thank you. We appreciate it. That is Mayor Rod Davies, City Administrator Lou Steinbrecher, and Communications Director Ken Helms on 1330 WRAM and FM 94.1 Monmouth, Illinois. Here's your ABC News already in 